Hey everyone and welcome back to Ginger Biz the podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here with me today as we have a guest Lauren Ashley joining us and we are going to talk about how to take your idea and make it into a business. I'm a ginger who snaps photos but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome to the show, Lauren Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to join you today for this topic. Me too. I love the nitty gritty business side of things. I mean, don't get me wrong, the glam and glitz are pretty too, but business is my thing. Lauren Ashley, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and kind of let them know some of your background and what you do in your entrepreneur journey. Okay. Well, I'm Lauren Ashley. I have about 21 years experience in the marketing industry. My experience ranges from SEO to digital marketing, print marketing, strategy, metrics and analysis, crisis management, a whole bunch of other stuff as well. (laughs) But nowadays, I find myself focusing really on the metrics and analysis side of things. I love for metrics to paint the picture of how we should strategize and where to go and strategy is also like in my wheelhouse I love doing email marketing and sales funnels things of that nature so yeah that's about it me in a nutshell that's awesome and it sounds like you don't do much at all (laughs) (laughs) you tap into each one just a little bit I'm sure yes just a little bit yes So today we're going to talk about how to take your idea and turn it into a business. And this can be daunting for so many people because I think, and Lauren, Ashley, you can probably, you know, um, relate to this is that a lot of business owners or entrepreneurs are creative mindsets. So they have a skill or talent, whether it's drawing illustrations or graphic design or taking photos, but they're not necessarily like business savvy because that's just a completely different mindset. And so I love today's topic because it's going to speak to a lot of people who might be at that pivot point when they're like, hey, let's let's go next level. But like, how do we do that? So Lauren, Ashley, what is your first tip for taking this step into making your idea into a business? Any first step that I would recommend to anyone is to write the vision. Being able to write down those details, take it from your brain, put it on paper, because it becomes more clear. You get clarity around writing it down, and you're able to actually see what it is that you're envisioning and what it is that you need to do in order to get there. So write it down, make it plain, be very detailed. Does your business operate certain hours of the day? Do you have a certain lifestyle in which you can live and maintain your business? Is there a certain amount of money that you want to make? You have to be very plain in everything that you want to do and put it on that paper. And I'll even take that one step farther is what you don't want to do. Because I know when we wrote down our vision for our business, it was not working on Sundays just because I wanted one day a week (laughs) to be for my family. And as my audience knows, I work full time as well. So if I book up with weddings or clients on the weekends, 
you don't get a free day. Mm -hmm. And so I know that for our vision, we definitely wrote that down, like almost included all of our boundaries and what we wanted to accomplish with the business, like a more freeing lifestyle and more family time and stuff like that. So I love, I love what you bring into that, Lauren Ashley, about just like writing it out because that kind of makes it more real, if you will. It does. It definitely is. Um, When you're dependent on just your memory Um, your thoughts, it becomes overwhelming. A lot of people begin to become stagnant because they're not writing out what it is that they're trying to accomplish. So just having it on paper, also it gives you a reference for when you're in the process of establishing your business, it keeps you on track. It reminds you of what the goal is. Mm -hmm. Almost like an accountability piece where it's it's to yourself in the future. I, I love that. I love that, how you put that, yeah. And then moving into the second point, uh, Lauren Ashley, about researching and whatnot, share a little bit with us about the, the idea behind that and what needs to be accomplished. So within any business idea or any business that you start, you want to research your industry and your key competitors. You want to know what is trending in that industry, what sales, what doesn't sell, There's room for anyone to make a business make money, right? But we want to be able to know if we are aligned with where the economy is going, where the industry is going. We don't want to price ourselves out. We want to stand out from competitors, but we also want to take notice as to what is working for them. We want to also take notice to what is not working for them. So it's not so much of a comparison, but it's just being aware of your environment and how you should be in that place. Yeah, I definitely love that. I remember now I've been doing photography for like 10 years. I remember when a girl reached out to me and she's like, how do I like research what my competitors are doing without them feeling like I'm trying to steal their ideas? And I was like, girl, what do you want to know? Just ask me. Let's just do this. Because I completely agree. You have to know what works and what doesn't. And there's enough to go around that we can share and, and do that. And like, just kind of figure out how one business is performing and how they generate their leads you know and there's a lot to be said too that like if you're a photographer and then this is a graphic designer and this is a paper product business y'all can share the same insight and apply it differently too so I do love that kind of market research and and just knowing kind of what other people bring to the table too yeah and don't shy away from it like you said you know just trying to get to know what your competitor is doing and what's working for them just so you can get an idea because sometimes we need inspiration right of Mm -hmm. how to move ahead but not necessarily wanting to compare and I find that a lot of people shy away from trying to look at competitors because of that fear of coming off as comparing or trying to copycat but that's never the case it's good thing to know what is going on in your industry absolutely you can never know too much never and then the third point that you bring up which I love because you're not shying away from nothing is creating a budget and like for the startup costs and I love that because again I think that a lot of creative mindsets don't anticipate these things and know how to think through them and almost itemize them so I'm excited to kind of hear your insight on this Lauren Ashley 
Yes, so creating a budget is so important because you want to know what is going to come up. So being an entrepreneur where I worked nine to five for a number of years before taking the plunge of going full time into entrepreneurship, I needed something to look forward to. If I am starting this company, I need to know what cost does my software need? If I need a new laptop or a camera or a phone or anything that's related to that business, I want to anticipate those costs. Because what you don't want to do is get in the habit of something breaking or you needed something right then in the moment. And now you're struggling with, do I have the cash on hand? Do I need to now take out credit? How will I pay for this? If it's something that you don't have credit for, you can't use cash for, but you have to have it to move your business ahead. Now you are like putting yourself in a deadlock to where you can't even move because it's an unforeseen thing and you didn't plan for it, which is life in general, right? <laughs> we have these unforeseen costs. So in business, it's good to just make a list. Even if it's something you can't get tomorrow, at least have it in the back of your head when they run a sale on said software or equipment, or even if you get the opportunity to do a trial period. So you need to write down all of those details and really keep it in your business notebook so that it's readily available. I love that. And I think if you plan for what you know, you can also allocate miscellaneous funds for those things that pop up that you're not expecting. Cause oh, yeah. Believe me, like, I think it was last year around this time, and we're recording the week after Thanksgiving. So it was, I had bought, I want to say like six or more new SD cards for my photography. And I kind of intermingle them with old ones too. And then this year I ended up needing to buy you know, a bunch more because the old ones had just went to poo and that's, that's what it is. And like comparatively to like a camera body or something, it's fairly affordable, but you never know when you're going to need to update any sort of equipment or renew subscriptions or something that you might not even have thought about, like a CRM platform, you know, to manage your clients and stuff like that. So being intentional and again write it out just like you said just with the vision write it down so you have tangibles of this this and this is what I need to accomplish this I like that a lot and also by creating that budget now you're taking step one of your accounting and bookkeeping process as a business owner right we want to have a paper trail for everything that we do but not only that when you become a business owner you also have licenses and fees that you also have to pay I know in my state I was shocked when I got a bill in April for a business privilege tax which oh, is wow. a fee that they charge us every year for the privilege of doing business in our state and so, and then they have a late fee that's tacked on for every day that you're late. But who knew this information until I received it in the mail? Mm -hmm. But had I been accounting for any fees like taxes or licensing fees, it would have just came out of reserve. So after that one year of that experience, I set aside that amount every year to go ahead and pay it on time. So it's a way to really keep you structured and organized as well. Yeah. And to your point, I run on a calendar year for my fiscal years. And so it's about the time when I'm making sure that all of my expenses are accounted for, all my subscriptions are up to date, like everything's good to go. And if you do that right out the gate, you're already halfway there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're saving yourself some time, especially during tax season when you have to 
mm-hmm. reconcile everything and find all the receipts. So it's best just handle it up front. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. And then Lauren, Ashley, your fourth point, which you've kind of already started to allude to is like business license and stuff like that. Let's, let's dive into that. So I'm not sure how it is in other places, but here you have to have a business license to do business. Now, you can take money without a business license, which would consider you to be like a solopreneur uh, individual, and you have to account for the tax percentage during tax season, which trips up a lot of people. But you want to go ahead and get your business paperwork aligned up front. So if a LLC formation doesn't work for you, maybe it's an S-Corp. You have to research these things. Um, consult your CPA or attorney. Do a re- really good thorough <laughs> Google search as well to find out what the different business licenses are, how they appeal to you, which one that you're thinking about going with, especially if you have a business partner or maybe you're starting a nonprofit. There are different formations that you need. After you decide on that, you want to get your EIN number. And these are free um, via the IRS website. Be aware that there are a lot of scammers who will take your personal mm-hmm. information and charge you for this free thing. But your EIN helps you remove your business from your personal social security number, which is important because, Lord forbid, you get sued or someone gets hurt or anything like that. You want them to be able to come after the business and not so much you, the individual. Also, you want to look up your business name with your secretary of state. And by doing so, you're also making sure that you are holding the company name. No one else can, you know, try to take it from you or they're too similar to your name to where now your business is just married up with someone else. So you want to just check into those baseline details, your EIN, your business name availability, and what type of business license actually appeals to you for your product or service that you're offering. Yeah, that's something we had to learn when we launched our product-based business because in our state, photography doesn't need a business license to run because we're not exchanging any tangibles. Although more recently, I think... Ever since COVID, my years kind of run together, but I think it was late last year, they started requiring us to charge sales tax. It used to be, it was non-tangible, so you didn't have to charge a sales tax, but they recently changed that. And, but then with our product-based business, we have to have a business license in order to sell and operate. So it's kind of interesting, just the differences between having multiple different businesses and of course, which state you're in and where you're at. And one thing that you totally hit on that I am a huge advocate for is doing your research on your business name because I can't tell you how many times I've seen on social media or even I've done like mentorships of business owners and they get to this point but they've already been operating for maybe a year or two and they're ready to go to the next level and they realize that their business name because they're not a legal business isn't actually allowed because it's already been taken by someone else. I had one client that I was mentoring have this happen and so she kept reaching out to the other person to try to buy the name from them because they hadn't they'd been dormant but like still maintained it in that regard and it was just like pulling teeth. So 
this is definitely one of the first things that you should start working on especially if you decide that you want like a gorgeous cohesive brand and you want to like hire a brand specialist to do it like you don't want to put all your money in that hat and then find out that hat somebody else's like Mm -hmm. be intentional with it and make sure that you're setting yourself up for success and longevity yes and even going further than your licenses your website domain if you decide to have a website that ties into it as well so you want to make sure that domain is available but also you have to think about trademarks because if you have a really good name and you don't think about doing a trademark someone can easily go and reserve the name themselves and now you have another pickle to get out of so it's it's just really important to check all those boxes research 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 is your friend it is as horrible as it can be just kidding (laughs) my husband and I he loves well I don't know that he loves it but he's very very good at research whereas like I become a little complacent when I'm doing research Uh and so I'm over here like I stand by it. It is completely good. It's wonderful. But that's the one thing that I'm like, okay, sit down and focus. Because mm-hmm. it's not something that I love doing. But but here we are. This is what you got to yes, do. Yes, yes. I'm totally opposite. I love finding an answer, going down those rabbit holes. Of course, I discover a hundred other things unrelated in the process. But <laughs> it's still fun, the process of going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, I can see that. Sometimes when I'm like researching topics for the podcast, if I'm not in the mood, it like it just doesn't work. And then other times I'll come out with like 10 different episodes scripted and ready to go (laughs) because here I was like researching like, yeah, let's do this. So it's funny when the mood hits, it hits. That's so true. So true. (laughs) Okay, so Lauren Ashley, then uh, our fifth point with this for how to take your idea and make it a business is strategize let's let's just dive in head first with that one listen i am a strategy girl (laughs) i like to have a plan before i move my feet because i just do not like wasting time i love to be efficient especially as a mom as a wife a working professional it's so important to have some sort of process or workflow so that i am efficient throughout the day So that comes to your business as well. You want to create a plan of action that yields measurable results. A lot of people want to become millionaires. Not saying that you have to necessarily say, hey, I got to get a million dollars in 30 days. No, but we want to say if you're selling a journal, we want to say, okay, my first month after launching my product, I want to be able to sell 10 journals. It doesn't have to be an extravagant number, but it's a number that you look forward to. That number helps drive the things that you're doing in order to hit that goal. So it's, it's a good way to measure your success. It's also a good way to know what is working and what is not working. Measurable results, they will show growth no matter how big or small. And this also tells us where we can scale upward or where we need to scale backward. So um, strategy, I can't, <laughs> I can't preach that enough. You got to have a strategy around everything. Um, even creating your price list that goes into your strategy, right? Because now you have a budget of saying X amount of dollars mm-hmm. will come out every month or every year, um, what have you. So it's just a way to really keep you focused, organized, and on track. Without a strategy, you'll just be grasping at straws. You'll pull anything that's in front of you. 
Yeah, totally. And you have to be intentional when you go into that because to your point, like that's how you price things. So you could do your cost of doing business and then that's how you can figure out how those 10 journals, how much they need to cost because then you can have a tangible number that you're going to make at the end of that first month when you sell 10. And it's just like they just feed into each other and it snowballs because if you got that strategy in place, you're just going to keep rolling. And to your point too, like you also know where then maybe you need to scale back or take a step back and reassess, but at least it gives you almost those tangibles to look at and to navigate. Yeah. And then even um, for your audience targeting, you want to strategize like who am I targeting with my content, with my product, with my business? Um, what does that content look like? What is my messaging? Mm-hmm. Um, how often am I showing up online? How often am I running sales? Like all of these things are strategies that build up to the larger picture of your business as a whole. So it's so important to go through those fine details and make sure you just map it out. Mm-hmm. I'm all about being intentional and mapping it and setting goals and tangibles. Like you can't go wrong with those things. Right? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's hard at times being a business owner, but just setting the foundation correctly will set you up for success in the long run. Couldn't agree more. And it's not it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So you want to be intentional and pace yourself and tackle things as they come. You can't just do it all at once because then, then you're going to get burned out and not be successful. So That's so true. Burnout is real. <laughs> Oh, for it's sure. hard to come back from burnout. It takes a while. It's quick to get burnout, but it takes a while for burnout to leave. And mm-hmm. so you have to be mindful of that. Don't overcomplicate the process. Don't overpile things on your plate for yourself. Your business should be a passion, a joy for you, something that you get something pleasurable from. So keep that in mind when you're creating your business plans. Don't overdo it just go with the flow deep breathe and take your time I love that I love that so again today you guys we talked about how to take your idea and make it into a business so the first point was write out the vision and then research your industry and key competitors create a budget for the startup costs research the type of business license that you'll need and kind of the legalities of things and then sit down and just strategize and if you guys want to follow lauren ashley lauren ashley can you let everyone know where they'll find you online yes i'm on all the platforms (laughs) i'm on instagram facebook pinterest twitter um i am at simply lauren ash all one word spelled all the generic way (laughs) nothing fancy (laughs) and also you can find me at my website naturallymarked.com awesome and those will be in the show show notes everyone so you can be sure to hop over and give her a follow and connect with her on the social media channels and lauren ashley thank you so much for joining me today it was really fun and i love (laughs) we're both similar in the fact that like you gotta write things out and strategize yes thank you so much for having me i have really enjoyed our conversation today and really just getting to know one another so thank you for your time thank you and everyone thanks so much for joining us on ginger biz the podcast i'm katie your host and until next time keep on diving in